Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Commander's Forge. My name is Andy Bentley, and today I'm exhausted. I'm helping, uh, or I was helping my cousin move, and I'm very sore and very tired. But during that process, we were kind of talking about magic here and there, and one of the things we talked about was Uncommon Commander, I think is what he called it. Which is not Pauper Commander. He's not really the fan of Pauper Commander because Pauper Commander will use any legend or any uncommon creature for its commander, and he's not really a fan of that because there is enough uncommon legendaries now that you really shouldn't need to do that. And he doesn't like the idea of only using commons in the deck. He kind of was looking for something where he could start using some of his uncommons up that just kind of usually don't make the cut. So, we were tossing around ideas for decks and things that we could do, and I remembered I had been not necessarily working on an Amass Orc Army deck, but I had, like, a few cards set aside, and, like, 90% of them were uncommon. So, I just kind of want to run you through the thought process of what I'm doing. Uh, first up, I want to look at the possible commanders. Uh, they are both from the Lord of the Rings set. The first one is the uh, Maher Urukai Captain, which is a black and a red for a 2-2 orc soldier with Menace. If one or more plus one plus one counters would be put on an army, goblin, or orc you control... That many plus one plus one counters are put on it instead. This is fine. But if I do build this, I think I'm going to go with uh, Ugluk of the White Hand, which is two, a black and a red for a 3 3 orc soldier. Whenever another creature you control dies, put a plus one plus one counter on Ugluk of the White Hand. If the creature was a goblin or orc, put two of those plus one plus one counters on him instead. So. Being in Black Ride, you can kind of lean into some of the sacrifice stuff, but also you just got a ton of the random black uncommons and red uncommons and commons from this set that just amass an orc for no reason. Just looking at all the cards I have with amass two, without actually going into what each of them is, we have Dunland. Creebane, which amasses orcs 2. Mortar Muster, which amasses orcs 1. The Warbeast of Gorgoroth, which whenever uh, it or another creature with power 4 or greater dies uh, that I control, uh, you amass orcs 2. The Torment of Golem amasses orcs 2. Orcish Medicine amasses orcs 1. Swarming of Moria makes a treasure token and amasses orcs 2. Foray of Orcs amasses orcs too, and then it deals X damage to target creature an opponent controls where X is the amassed army's power. The Book of Marzibal is a saga that amasses orcs 1 on step 1 and amasses orcs 2 on step 2, and then in the last step gives creatures you control plus 1 plus 0 and menace. And then March from the Black Gate is an enchantment that when it enters the battlefield or whenever an army you control attacks, amass orcs 1. So... 
that would kind of be the card we're kind of building around where we just want to get an orc army out early, get the commander out relatively early, and then drop this and just keep growing the army. If they deal with the army, your guy gets bigger and then you keep making an army. So yeah, just, uh, at this point, it's just kind of a thought uh, another thing I was uh, thinking about is there's a whole lot of proliferate still running around from uh, Phyrexia All Will Be One and March of the Machine. And a couple that I just kind of had sitting on my desk are uh, Whisper of the Dross, which is a single black instant, gives a creature neg one, neg one, till end of turn, and then it proliferates. And Drown Eaker is one in a black for a sorcery. Target creature gets minus four, minus four till end of turn and proliferate. So I could just kind of see the bare bones of like this kind of orc army plus one, plus one counter deck. And that's just kind of my thoughts on things because I'm exhausted, sore, and beat up and I can't really think straight anymore so that said i'm going to uh end this part here i'm gonna take a quick break before i sit back down to record the next part where i'm actually going to talk about a uh deck tech for a deck that i've been working on putting together for the last two and a half months uh so i'll see you in a moment hey I just want to take a minute to tell you about my Patreon. I know times are hard for everybody, and I know it isn't easy to shuffle around bills and stuff. Believe me, I know that. But if you would like to help support the podcast and me, you can find the links to my Patreon in my link tree, which is always put into the description of either the video or the audio wherever you're listening to it it would really mean the world to me honestly i'm just struggling to make ends meet most weeks but that's it that's all if you want to help the links will be where you can find them and welcome back now i did talk about just before the break this is a deck that I've been trying to kind of put together for a while, and one of the big reasons for that is it's kind of my least favorite color, and anybody who knows me knows that's blue. So I didn't want to just do, you know, the Lab Man or the Thassa's Oracle win, but let's get into it. I'm talking about the Watcher in the Water. It's three blue blue for a 9-9 Kraken. It enters the battlefield tapped with nine stun counters on it. Whenever you draw a card during opponent's turn, create a 1-1 blue tentacle creature token. And whenever tentacle you control dies, untap up to one to target kraken. Put a stun counter on up to one target non-land permanent. Now, the way stun counters work is if a permanent with a stun counter would become untapped, remove one stun counter. So you can't necessarily get around... Uh, the Watcher being tapped, but if it dies, you can essentially swap one of your stun counters onto another creature. 
the premise of this deck is we want to draw cards during our opponent's turn to make the tentacles, to then throw stun counters around. And we have like the... I'm calling it the backup Kraken, but that's Nadir Kraken. One blue-blue for a 2-3 Kraken. With whenever you draw a card, you may pay one. If you do, put a plus one plus one counter on the Kraken and create a 1-1 one, one blue tentacle creature token. So, this one isn't free. You do have to pay the one, but it's the same kind of premise. You draw a card, you pay one, you get a 1-1 one, one token. Now, I don't want to spend too much time on other creatures in the deck because they're not necessarily the main focus. But there are a couple I do want to point out. The first one being Consecrated Sphinx, which is 4 blue-blue for a 4-6 four four Sphinx. It has flying, and whenever an opponent draws a card, you may draw two cards. So, yeah, with your commander out and him out, you're going to make 6 just off your opponent's drawing their first card for turn. Uh, the other one is Nezahal Primal Tide, which is 5 blue-blue for a 7-7 seven, seven Elder Dinosaur. It can't be countered. You have no maximum hand size. Whenever an opponent casts a non-creature spell, draw a card. Discard three cards. Exile Nezahal. Return to the battlefield tapped under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. This is one of the ways uh, we're going to win. The main goal is going to be land the Watcher and get all the stun counters off, get Nezahal and Consecrated Sphinx down, make a ton of, you know, 1-1 one, one tokens, and then Alpha Strike to win. Now, is that always going to be feasible? No. So, uh, the backup is drawing cards, but not quite the way you're probably thinking. Alright, first off, we're going to get into some of the utility stuff before we get into the stuff that's going to let us draw multiple cards on our opponent's turn. Uh, first one I want to talk about is the Invasion of Segovia. It's two and a blue for a siege, or battle, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, it enters with four of the, I believe they're called battle points or battle counters, I, I don't know. But when the Invasion of Segovia enters the battlefield, you create two 1-1 one, one blue Kraken creature tokens with Trample. This plays into the we-want-to-make-a-bunch-of-tokens thing. But the important bit is the backside. Cadus, the Sea Tyrant of Segovia. It's a 3-3 Serpent. Non-creature spells you cast have Convoke. So... The fun thing is, Convoking does not care about summoning sickness because you're tapping it to this ability and then at the beginning of your end step untap up to four creatures so if you flip this on your turn and pass then you cast something that draws you say two cards that makes you two of the uh, tentacles if you have your commander out then on your next opponent's turn you can tap the two tentacles that you made to cast a two-drop thing that makes you draw a card. And then you make another tentacle. And then on your third opponent's turn, you can tap uh, Cadus and 
the new tentacle to ca cast another two-cost thing that does a thing and draws you a card and makes another tentacle. Then you untap on your turn, and now you have Cadus, your commander, and five tentacles. You know what I mean? So, th that's why it's in there. I don't know if it's going to work yet, but we'll figure it out. Now, the other utility stuff uh, is, like, some enchantments and some lands. First up, we have the wizard class. It's a single blue for an enchantment class. At level 1, you have no maximum hand size. For 2 and a blue, for level 2, uh, you draw 2 cards. And then for 4 and a blue, for level 3, whenever you draw a card, put a plus 1, plus 1 counter on target creature you control. So... This is honestly here for the no maximum hand size, but if the game, again, goes long, it gets you a couple extra cards, and then you just start dumping counters onto your commander or the deer kraken, or one of the 1-1 tokens, whatever you need to do to win the game, right? Now, uh, you can't talk about a deck like this without talking about Mystic Remora. It's a single blue for an enchantment. It has cumulative upkeep for one. But whenever an opponent casts a non-creature spell, you may draw a card unless that player pays four. So, again, get this down. Try and just keep it around for a couple of turns to get, you know, some of that free value. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, another one that I actually just recently pulled from the um, Enchanted Tales or... Enchanted Evening, whatever they were doing in uh, Wilds of Eldraine, Compulsion, which is one and a blue for an enchantment, and it has, for one and a blue, discard a card to draw a card, and then one and a blue, sacrifice Compulsion to draw a card. So it's just another, you know, you can pay two, pitch a card, draw a card, make a tentacle on this turn, that turn, the other turn, whatever you want to do. Uh, and then as far as the lands, first up we have War Room, which is a land. Tap sad, colorless. Uh, and for three and tapping this, and paying life equal to the number of colors in your commander's color identity, draw a card. So this is like, last ditch effort, hands empty, I just need to start drawing cards again. I can. And Gyreach Sanitarium, which is a legendary land, it taps for a colorless and you can pay two and tap, and each player draws a card and then discards a card. So, again, just things of, I don't have cards in hand, I'm just going to cycle a card by essentially drawing it and throwing it in the bin. But, who knows, that might shave my bacon. Maybe I just need to make a 1-1 blocker, right? Now... Let's get into the real meat of the deck where what we want to do is draw multiple cards. Uh, first up, I did pull Archmage's Charm to the front. It is blue, blue, blue. But it's also here to let you know that I am running some counter magic. Uh, so this is an instant choose one. Counter target spell, target player draws two cards, or gain control of target non-land permanent with converted mana cost one or less. Who knows, maybe I want to steal a soul ring. But the main thing here is 
it's A, a counterspell, and B, if I don't need a counterspell, I can just draw a couple extra cards. Uh, contact Other Plane is 3 and a blue for an instant. You roll a d20. For a 1 through 9, you draw 2 cards. For a 10 through 19, you scry 2 and then draw 2 cards. And then for a natural 20, you scry 3 and then draw 3 cards. I threw it in here because I it was sitting on my desk, and at its very least, it still draws two cards. Next up, we have the very classic Brainstorm. It's a single blue for an instant, draw three cards, then put two cards from your hand on top of your library and on your order. Is this deck going to have a ton of like fetch lands and ways to get land this stuff shuffled away? Probably not, but a lot of times we're probably going to cast this just looking for an answer. Uh, next up, we have Keep Watch. This is going to be like the surprise, you shouldn't have attacked me kind of card. Uh, so it's two and a blue for an instant. It draws a card for each attacking creature. So if, say, somebody's swinging at me with, you know, 20 creatures, I cast this, I draw 20 cards, I make 20 1 1 blockers or more if I have Nadir Kraken and an extra mana. The flip side of this is, if I already have, like, 30 creatures on board, I just attack and cast this and make more creatures for blocking the crackbacks, right? Next up, we have Flow of Knowledge, which is four and a blue for an instant. Draw a card for each island you control, and then discard two cards, which is fine. Uh, again, I just kind of grabbed it because it is on average, going to draw you, you know, anywhere from 5 to 15, right? And to wrap up this last little bit of drawing multiple cards, first up we have Frantic Search. Two and a blue for an instant, draw two, discard two, untap up to three lands. And I have the reskinned version of this card, it's called Search the Count's Castle, but it is a Thirst for Discovery which is two and a blue for an instant, draw three cards, then discard two cards, unless you discard a basic land. Now, I did talk about having some alternative win conditions, and that's these four cards, with the last one being the one that's potentially going to be what wins me the game. Uh, first up, we have Stroke of Genius. X to blue, instant target player draws X cards. If it's late enough in the game and you have an opponent that's drawn like 90% of their deck, and that's kind of the same as the next thing. Pull from tomorrow. X blue blue, instant. Oh, I'm sorry. Pull from tomorrow cannot target opponents. It just says draw X cards, then discard a card. Still going to stay in there because, again, drawing X cards. Uh, Transcendent Message is X blue, 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 blue. It's an instant with Convoke and Drox cards. The one that's really going to win us the game if we need to go to the strategy is Blue Sun Zenith. X blue, 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 target player draws X cards. Shuffle Blue Sun Zenith into its owner's library. That's the... Oh, hey, game's gone long... Uh, I have a bunch of creatures. You have a bunch of creatures. How about you just draw 30 cards and then uh, lose the game? 
so yeah, that's kind of it. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of done. So, uh, thank you for hanging out, and I will see you next time. Hopefully. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. All of my links can be found in my link tree in the description below. I would like to thank Ian Foss and Cody Mulpey of the band The Crypt for allowing me to use music for my opening and ending, along with Nate and Erica Jacobs for making my original logo. And I would also like to thank Christina McNichol for creating my new logo. And I'll see you next time.